to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Hey athletes, welcome back to another episode and specifically, welcome back to another day of an MVP episode. Before we get into it, I have another workshop coming up. The day after this podcast is released on Tuesday, April 19th at 4 p.m. Mountain Time or 6 p.m. Eastern, the workshop is being held and the topic of the workshop is the Mental Endurance Race Plan. So are you ready to learn how to effectively incorporate mental endurance into your race plan? If so, join me for this free workshop. I would love to have you. You can register at the link in the show notes. Remember, it's coming up quick, so get registered. Okay, so today I am resharing a most valuable podcast because this concept has come up quite a bit in my coaching lately. And when that happens, I assume that there are others of you listening in the podcast world who I've never met before, I've never coached before, who can benefit from re-listening or relearning this concept too. Or maybe you're a new listener and, I, and you haven't even heard this one yet. So I invite you to listen into this really powerful concept. And when I was preparing for this and I listened back to the original episode, it's so interesting. Now that it's been over a year since it was first released, what was so clear to me is that for myself in my own training and racing and for my most successful athletes, this concept is a cornerstone to the way that we race and keep hitting breakthroughs. And for me right now, I'm gearing up for another Ironman in just five weeks with my biggest goal yet. I'm not only building new belief, but anchoring into the responsibility that I take for my own belief. That's why this one matters. It's a good one. I cannot wait to dive into this one more in our Train Your Mind podcast community that's coming up in just a few weeks. It's going to be opened. Really excited about it. But until then, enjoy this week's MVP episode on belief responsibility. Hello, athletes, and welcome to the podcast. As always, I am so glad you're here. And I'm not going to lie, I'm in a bit of a ranting mood today, but that's because of the importance of what I want to talk about today. The importance of you taking this message and doing something with it in your own life as soon as possible. So you'll probably hear a little extra oomph in my voice today because this has just been something that's been like pumping through my veins a lot recently. You see, you are always creating your reality by what you believe the most. You are always, always, always creating your reality by what you believe the most. Allow that to sink in and then think about how it applies to you. Because I mean that in terms of what or how much you believe you are an athlete capable of, say, get on the podium or Kona qualifying. And I also mean that in terms of what and how much you believe you will nail the interval session your coach gave you. And I also mean that in terms of how much you believe that you have earned that next promotion at work. You see, I'm talking about your entire reality. This is because your belief informs the emotion that you put behind the actions you take. So shitty belief, 
equals shitty results every single time. And often when you have shitty results or results you don't want, you look to where you can blame others or things outside of yourself. That way, you don't have to feel the emotions that come with living the results that you don't want or living or training under your potential. Instead, you put yourself into a victim mentality, a victim to other people's behavior, which just feels terrible too. Now, this is often subconscious. So if you're already having a bit of an aha realizing that this is you, definitely keep listening. The reality or results you have now are just a domino effect from the originating beliefs. Want different results? Change your beliefs. But also take responsibility for your own belief, which is what we are talking about today. Belief, responsibility. And I want to paint the picture of this with a story of my five Ironman races. So back in 2011, when I was training for my first Ironman, I was pretty much as naive as naive could get. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I was surrounded by a tri club with hugely inspirational people. And I just found myself following their lead. First, I signed up for a marathon and the year of my first marathon, which was the Marine Corps marathon in 2010, I did my first 5k open water swim race and I rode my first of many century rides. So by the time registration rolled around for Ironman Arizona, I figured once I registered, I would learn how to put all three together into one day. And I remember what I remember so clearly now about those early stages of my triathlon career was my willingness to believe in the possibility that I could achieve something I had never done before. Maybe it was my type A stubborn public accounting brain that helped me at that point, but I owned my goal like it was the most prized possession. I believe so strongly that this was the event for me, that while I wasn't the fastest, I would get across that finish line. I had so much support from my tri club. Now I was really one of them running and riding on the weekends with the groups who had the longest distance or time on their schedules. It was so fun. And I had the support from my family. They didn't really understand what I was doing, but they knew I was swimming, biking, and running a lot. And I would say that I also had a lot of curiosity from my coworkers. At the time, I was working at a big four accounting firm in Midtown Atlanta. And shout out to all my endurance athlete CPAs. I know there was a lot of you. (laughs) And I would get a lot of curious looks and interesting questions about my schedule before and after work. At any rate, the support was there. But the most solid support of all came from myself. I appreciated having others in my corner, but I didn't need them to believe in my goal because I believed in my goal enough for all of us. And then somewhere along the way, between Ironman number one and Ironman number three, a span of like three years, I think, my belief started to take a different shape. It started to be more attached to previous results expectations for speed, what my competitors were doing, and the amount of belief that others had in my ability. There was almost like a positive correlation between my race goals getting more competitive and the number of people I needed in my corner cheering me on. It was my choice to take on bigger, bolder goals, but I made them in charge of getting me there subconsciously. Now I know it. I put them in charge of believing in me enough. That was a slippery slope and one I didn't actually realize I was on until years later. 
And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it today, because you may not realize you're on the same slippery slope and the effects it's having on you and those around you. So I'm calling this idea belief responsibility. The responsibility we all have to believe in ourselves and our own goals first. This responsibility is important for two reasons. Number one, when we set a goal, we also have to set our commitment to believing in it. And number two, when we take responsibility for our own belief, we don't make it other people's job to believe in us. So let's take it back to reason number one first. When we set a goal, we also have to set our commitment to believing in that goal. Because it's almost like two complementary forces working together. Commitment to the goal and commitment to belief in your goal. When you're sloppy with your commitment, you're also sloppy with your follow-through. And when I'm trying to gauge my own commitment to something, or I'm doing this with one of my athletes, I just ask one simple question. On a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to this? Or how committed are you to believing in this all the way to the end? And why? The why tells you all the thoughts you have and all the reasons why you will or will not achieve it. So taking belief responsibility also means you take ownership of what it will take to get your answers on those scale questions closer to a 10. We don't just answer a four and roll over. No, 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 no. Because that's not how goals are achieved. Massive action comes out of what it will take to get you to a 10 and then committing to getting that done. So then reason number two, when we take responsibility for our own belief, we don't make it other people's job to believe in us. We don't make it other people's job to believe in us enough and then hold it against them if they don't. This is huge, my friends. When you release responsibility, or actually what you're doing is abdicating responsibility for your own belief, it often stems from a need to mask your own insecurity. So do you hide behind others believing in you because you're afraid of what would happen if you believed in yourself? Or afraid of what would happen if you believed in yourself and then didn't hit your goal? And really what that comes down to is a fear of failure, right? What would happen if I believe so strongly and then didn't hit that goal? What would others think? How can I make this so it's something I don't have to experience? What if insecurity or doubt is a reason to believe more, not less? Because you create your results by what you believe the most. You, not anyone else. I don't make it my husband Danny's job or my mom's job or my training partner's job or even my coach's job to believe in me. Now, is it amazing to have love and support in my corner? Absolutely. But the experience is different when they are just there for that love and support and not for the job of keeping me in belief. That's because my success is not dependent on their belief. My success is dependent on my belief. And your success is dependent on your belief. And when you make it your job and your job only to activate your own powerful belief, then you take full belief responsibility. And guess what? The effects of this concept are almost as good as the practice of it. Because when you're in the practice of taking belief responsibility, you get to believe 
without permission. You get to believe for the hell of it without anyone else's comments or opinions or questions or actions. And that's the most fun way to believe, I promise. You are the one putting in the work. You're the only one with you at all hours of the day through training, recovering, sleeping, eating, all else that you do. No one has the knowledge you do about you. So no one could ever possibly have the ability to believe in you the way that you can, at the level that you can. And then you don't make it anyone else's job to believe in you. Then you actually enjoy their confidence in you so much more because you aren't reliant on it. You don't need it. It's like, it's like the bonus Oreo crumble on the top of your ice cream cone. <laughs> the cone is amazing without it, right? It hits the spot. But the Oreo crumble, it's like next level enjoyable. So you appreciate their confidence in you without expectation, which changes your experience with them. It makes it so much better. In my first Ironman, I didn't know better. I believed in myself out of sheer innocence. So cute. But now I take 100% responsibility for my own belief. And I love it. Because as my goals have increased, my belief responsibility also has to increase. When I first qualified for Kona, this was one of the major shifts I made. Not only did it change my training for the better, but it changed how I raced. It shifts my focus away from others and more on me, for me. And you know, come to think about it, This does relate or impact other topics we've talked about on the podcast. On last week's episode, I talked about what being more present can do for you. And when you have belief responsibility, being present is more accessible. I also have talked a lot about failing, which is way more available when you have belief responsibility. And the bold goals you set are far more achievable when you have belief responsibility. So much comes back to that foundation in you taking responsibility for believing in you. Think about how this applies to you. Then get to work taking responsibility for your own belief. Then watch your belief compound with ease and your results elevate like crazy. You get to find the fun in taking belief responsibility. All right, that is all for this week, but I know this will not be the last episode on belief and self-belief in the near future. I will meet you right here next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri-coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.